Hi, Mountain. Hi, Joni. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back to the Catholic Traveler podcast, the podcast where we do stuff. <laughs> I was told that we couldn't have that tagline. No? Okay. Yeah. A listener said, no tag, no, but. No. Um, but yeah, welcome back to our podcast where we talk about Rome and travel and faith and gelato. Mm-hmm. And you did something, you asked for some suggestions. That was a good idea. Like you did it on Instagram. I did. This morning I thought, what the heck are we going to talk about? And so I threw it out there and I got some good suggestions. Which we're not going to do any of today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was wondering why you were bringing that up when we weren't going to. Well, because one was a good idea, like favorite art to see in Rome or best art in yes. Rome. And so we thought we could do like a a spinoff of that and just do our favorites in Rome, not necessarily art, but other things, kind of a catch-all yes. episode of some of our highlights. And then at some point we could do like just our favorite art and things you should see. But yes. When we have a little time to think it over and cause you don't want to miss yeah. anything. And you kind of, yeah, we want to be able to do our kind of do our research and really teach rather than just kind of, yammer on so there were some really good suggestions and i filed them away and we will talk about them you don't want to yammer on we're good at yammering on <laughs> we are or maybe we're not good at yammering on maybe we're not good we just do it we, we just on. do it and people listen i guess right. maybe maybe so but yeah so we did we thank you for your suggestions and we are going to talk about mountain and joni's favorites yeah, our favorites in Rome. Yeah. And yes. then also, it was kind of last week we talked about gelato and our favorites there. So it's just kind of continuing some favorites. That's we've, right. We've talked about churches and we've talked about some art. We've talked about cafes. But now, it, the difficult thing is narrowing it down because we've talked about churches. We've talked about favorite churches, but we have like 10 favorite churches. So I don't even know if I'm going to be able to narrow it down in any of these categories. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, it's like it almost, just seems like a lot of pressure. It's almost like you would have to do your own. What was that thing you did during after Lent? What was that called? Bracket. Oh, the the bracket. bracket. You'd yeah. have to do your own personal bracket for everything. Yes. So I will admit, I we're, we may say things that are our favorites on this that I may change my mind later. So don't hold me too accountable. Right. Because they're really under you, pressure. But there are also different kinds of favorites that we've talked about before. Like I have a favorite church because of how it makes me feel. I have a favorite church because of what's in it. So that gets difficult too. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, what are we going to start with? Favorite what? I mean, we've been talking about favorite art. So, I mean, that's the, that was a suggestion. So maybe we go mm -hmm. with that. What's your favorite piece of art? My favorite piece of art. So if I could only keep one thing in Rome <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's not a, a shock, really. It, it would be the Pieta. Mm. I think that would be a lot of... Is that embarrassing that I didn't even think of that? No. Yeah, it is. Well, because I was going to say, this is going to be hard because are, you, are we talking about painting, mm. sculpture? Oh, we could do that too, favorite sculpture. Let's do favorite sculpture. Although then if you do favorite sculpture, then I think <laughs> the I Madonna del Parto, Our Lady of Childbirth. Oh. Oh, because yeah. of how powerful that is to people. Like the Pietat's behind glass. It's nice and everything, but you can't get up to it and touch it. And People don't like, I mean, I guess people do pray in front of the Pietat, but it's because it's so off limits, it makes it a little more, not as intimate. Yeah. And Our Lady yeah. of Childbirth is, so, so, I mean, I would still say the Pietat, but then if you just say sculpture, then I think about other sculptures that I like. But, yeah, because the Madonna del Parto isn't, it is a sculpture and it is a work of art. But if you were kind of thinking objectively about art, mm -hmm. it's not. You wouldn't think that. Done, yes. Yeah. It's, it, it's not going to go into a museum as a great work of art, even though it's beautiful. And I for sure couldn't do it. There's no <laughs> way I could make marble look like that. No. Um, but I can see your line of reasoning. Um, my favorite sculpture is St. Cecilia by Menderno oh. that's in the Basilica of St. Cecilia, the statue that he carved after seeing her incorrupt body. Right. So that'd be my favorite sculpture. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Thanks. 
Oh, you're welcome. Do you have a favorite painting in Rome? If we're going to separate sculpture and painting. I can tell you my one of my least favorite paintings in Rome. Ooh, I like that. The Sistine Chapel. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I not a that. fan. So are you not a fan even when you're there by yourself? I like the chapel itself. It's just that, I don't know, I've never been all that impressed with the, I mean, not like you shook your head. I'm like, not that I, impressed. I couldn't do it, but I don't know. It's just Michelangelo was, I mean, he was a much better painter than me, but <laughs> everything's all, like the women are all manly. And I don't know. I'm sure they'll get some blowback yeah. for that. But yeah. Where's Liz Lev? Come on, Agent Liz Lev. <laughs> so I think. Well, I like I the sidewalls of the Sistine Chapel, like the Bocellis and things yeah, like that. Yeah, um, there's a really great. That might be one of my favorite paintings. Is the giving of the keys to Peter? That's mm-hmm. fantastic on the side. So the thing with Michelangelo, especially the Sistine Chapel, that I didn't really appreciate when I first saw it was kind of his mastery of anatomy, and I think sometimes we we take for granted. Um. yeah, how hard it is. Like when you look at like Renaissance babies, you see like th- they look like scary old little men because mm-hmm. they didn't know how to paint babies. And so we kind of, without studying art history, you kind of lose that appreciation for how they had to relearn a lot. And I don't know, like studying painting and studying the history of painting, like Michelangelo's anatomy is out of this world. Yeah. And so I think to appreciate the Sistine Chapel, you almost have to look at it in that lens. So I understand. Like it is kind of just like a massive bodies yeah and i guess i shouldn't say it's my least favorite i'm sure there's some like terrible <laughs> painting somewhere that's of course like, but it like in the good, vatican museums like the modern art was, gallery yeah um, anyway favorite hmm. painting i think right now and again these are things that change definitely but there are the two paintings in the pinacoteca one of our lady of snows and one of the procession gregory the great with Castle Sant'Angelo, and I can't even remember who did them. Um, but I only recently discovered them or for myself um, in the yeah. Pinacoteca because I took my time walking through and looking at everything. And they're very well done, and it's two events that I love, the stories behind. Um, but everything about them, even like the the vestments that the, the priests and the paintings are wearing and the clothes, yeah. they're just beautiful. So I think right now those are... My two favorites. And I'll include them together because they're right side by side, same artist. And if I had to choose one of those, I guess it would be the uh, the procession. I have to say that, I mean, I think we mentioned this on the Vatican Museum episode, although that was so long ago, who knows what we said. Um, but a lot of people have, like don't see the painting gallery in the Vatican Museums mm. because they're either on a tour or they're getting the Sistine Chapel. You have to kind of go out of your way to see it. And don't miss the painting gallery. I just, I love the painting gallery. I think I start by looking at the medieval paintings and I want to spend like 20 minutes before each one. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to get going here. But the painting gallery is so beautiful. And I think so many people miss it rushing to the next thing. Yeah. And I had been in many times with guides or by myself, but it was always almost an afterthought, even though it's like at the very beginning, but it was just kind of like walking through really quickly. And there's the Raphael room, which most people go to see if they go in there. And then you kind of just... Well, I've usually just been in a hurry to get out and get back to the yeah the good stuff when really I was passing up all these amazing works of art like Leonardo da Vinci and just like a Caravaggio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even like the little paintings, you know, like the, you know, the Giottos and the Frangelicos. And I just love those first couple rooms. They're just so stunning, the detail. And yeah. Um. So I'm going to... For my painting, I'm going to do kind of the same thing you did with your sculpture. I think for great work of art that I could just kind of sit in front of forever, I would pick The Call of Matthew by Caravaggio. Mm-hmm. Um, partly, I think, because I used it to teach. And I just think I love Caravaggio, but I just love that. I think it's so stunning. I wish I could get closer to it. I wish I could kind of get around the little altar rail and kind of sit in that chapel and look at it. But um I love that. And I that seems kind of cliche, I think, because people go to San Luigi to see the Caravaggios, but I just love the call of Matthew. But if I had to pick something like a like a painting that just made me 
warm inside and like I just loved it for like I want to tear it off the wall and take it home with me. This is going to sound crazy, but in the chapel at the top of the Holy Stairs, which not many people get to go into, mm-hmm. but we went on on our off the beaten path trip. It's like the whole it's called like the Holy of Holies. It used to be the Pope's private chapel. There is a painting of Mary holding Jesus. And it was so sweet and so lovely and looked so real. I just wanted to take it home with me. And yeah, so that's my favorite painting, even though very few people would ever see it. Um, I love it. Yeah. We'll have to go there in September. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What other favorites? Church? You want to do a church? Oh, that's hard. Yeah. Um. How about a church, an off-the-beaten-path church? So you can't choose, like, your favorite church that's not, like, a major basilica or a major church that people always go to. Uh, a church that I think about, like, pops into my mind a lot that I want to visit more, and I really love it when I'm there, but I don't go very often, is Santa Sabina. Oh, nice. Yeah, just because yeah. it's, I mean, it's very popular with weddings because it is so beautiful and simple at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it, it feels like an old church. And then outside there's the, the orange grove with the nice view of Rome. So that's, that's up there for me. I like that. That's an off the beaten path place. Yeah. I think my favorite off the beaten path church is St. Joachim's, which many oh, people would never yeah. go to, but you went on your novena that you did. When did you do that? October Last summer? maybe or- no, oh, I thought it was fall. it was cold. Oh, that's right. That's right. I thought I was thinking it was hot, but it was cold. So Mountain did a walk to nine different churches and they um he prayed at each one and he did it for nine days, right? Is that right? Yeah. Nine churches in nine days. Yeah. yeah. And so he went to St. Joachim's and not many people go there. And it's way up in the Prati neighborhood. And I love the story behind it. I love the art behind it. There's adoration there. I just I could yeah, I love that church. And nobody yeah. ever goes. No. Well, it's the Prati neighborhood, so it's way off right, the beaten path. Right, it's off path. the beaten path. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But there's some nice churches in Prati, so we should do a yeah. Prati episode. I think you've recommended that before. That'd be fun. Yeah. Maybe um, on location. I was going to say what's your favorite neighborhood, but you can't. That's really hard to pick. It is? Well, I mean, I don't know. I like. Wouldn't the, you say your I, own? I would say my own. <laughs> the Borgo neighborhood. I think I'd agree to. Yeah. And we did an episode. So if you missed it, we did an episode on the Borgo neighborhood. Yeah. Just there's so much history there and how close it is to the Vatican. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of amazing neighborhoods in Rome. But we had to pick one. I would go with that one. I have a, I have a category. Which I think we share the answer, okay. but we'll see. What's your favorite obelisk? Favorite obelisk? And we share it? I thought well, so. Are you going to say St. Peter's? No. No? Are you going to say St. John Lateran? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> St. John yeah, Lateran. And we would, talked about it in our St. John Lateran episode. but Yeah, it would, it would probably be that one. I mean, St. Peter's is significant because Peter saw it as he died. It's the center of St. Peter's Square. But the one at the ladder, and it's the oldest and the biggest, and it has the the cool story about it. it was the one in Circus Maximus, and they brought it to the cathedral. Plus, it has all the Moses saw it. Moses saw it. Yeah, I think that's what I like. I when we're at St. John Lateran, I love telling people that's my favorite obelisk, and people look at you like you're bizarre because why yeah. would you have a favorite obelisk? Right. And then you get to tell them that <laughs> Moses saw it, and it has the hieroglyphs on it. Which yeah, is cool. I mean, some fake. of them do, but this one's like all four sides are just covered. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was looking, we were looking to move at one point and I found an apartment that was right across the street from St. John Lateran, which isn't like the neighborhood I would pick to live, but there was a balcony that overlooked that side of St. John Lateran and the obel- it looked like the obelisk was in the dining room. Oh, and that's like, awesome. Ooh, that would be really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a funny um, optical illusion. I've noticed it with my windows here where when you're like, if you were standing on the other side of the dining room, the obelisk would look so big through your little window. And then as Mm -hmm. you walked, it would look farther away. Yeah. 
So I can picture how awesome it would look, like the obelisk would look like it was in your dining room. Yeah. Do you have a favorite optical illusion in Rome? <laughs> <laughs> the one that ever... Well, I guess... So there is the one... I don't know what hill it is and what street it is, though. Cab drivers love to take you down it because as you drive... It's the same kind of optical illusion that I was just describing. As you drive away from St. Peter's and the road, it looks like the St. Peter's Dome grows really, really, really big. And then as you drive towards St. Peter's, it grow, gets smaller. You see a similar thing in the Orange Grove um, yeah. that you were talking about with Santa Sabina. That like when you're in the Orange Grove, St. Peter's looks really small, but then or it's really big, and then as you walk towards it, it looks smaller. Um, yeah, it's but Pico, that road is really the cool. Piccolomini, I think neighborhood. That's the road. Some really nice apartments okay. up there. But yeah, I only recently saw that. I'd seen pictures of it. I'd never been up there, and then I saw it once, and it was it was impressive. I need to go at night though. It looks really cool at night in the pictures. I think I've only seen it at night. I think. Um, I, when I lived with Franciscan university, we lived outside the city. And so whenever I'd be in the city, kind of, it's kind of scary to think about, but if I was in the city, like visiting people and had to go back to my house alone, I would take a taxi sometimes. I'm glad those taxi drivers never like kidnapped me, but I would take taxis (laughs) home and, um, the taxi drivers love to take that road to take me home. Yeah. So I've never been in a car up there. Oh, so you just did it walking. Yes. There's a park. Oh, it's really cool There's in a the car because there, it goes so fast. Oh. Yeah. I love fast it's, cars. Yeah. yeah. You should do it on a scooter. Ooh. But then you'd turn around and fall off. Well, you can drive towards it. I, like, yeah, and, that's true. <laughs> you don't yeah, have to go take backwards. a scooter up there. Yeah. yeah. Um, that made me think of another favorite, but now I'm, I've forgotten it. Favorite... You said optical illusion. I don't know. Oh. How about favorite bells? Do you have a favorite bell? I have two that I really like. Three. Oh, I was going to guess, but now I don't know. Um, I would say St. Peter's, but my favorite bell was a very sentimental bell, and it's the huge, big, big bell on the left side that only rings very, 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 very special occasions. And when I was in St. Peter's Square in 2005, we the smoke was coming for the new pope. And there was a big argument about whether or not it was white or gray because we had kind of gotten fooled the night before. And it, when you read the stories later, they, there was some mix up with the chemicals they were supposed to put in. And they they said, okay, so that you know that's white, we will ring the bell. Well, so the smoke wasn't clearly white. There, Nobody was ringing the bell. I think the guy fell asleep or something. And so we were like staring at the smoke being like, is it gray? Is it black? Is it white? What color is it? And we were trying to get closer to the loggia so that when, he, when the Pope came out, we'd be close. And so then all of a sudden we are watching the big bell and it barely moved like just inched. Hmm. It didn't ring. Obviously it's an enormous bell. It just started to sway and the entire square started screaming. Hmm. The bell just like barely moved. And that's a like memory. It's really in. Yeah. I love it. So yeah, that's big a cool bell. memory. Okay. Well, my favorite bells are not St. Peter's bells. Oh. Although I mean, I, I like them cause I can hear them in the neighborhood. Not and- even top three. When you said three, no, you were counting St. No, Peter's? not top three. Wow. Of, no. So for my top three bells that I can just think of off the top of my head, um, San Agnese and Piazza Navona. Okay. Those are really pretty bells at noon. Uh, San Salvatore, which is near Teatro, which we talked about on the yeah. Teatro episode. They have really nice bells. And St. Cecilia. There are bells that call people oh. to mass on Sunday. Yeah. So St. Peter's, you know, they're hourly bells. It's just bong, bong, bong. <laughs> 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 they do have the big bell, which the they ring on feast bells days. are pretty great. Yeah. And it's, that's a very loud bell, very deep. And it sounds great. The one you're talking about, the one they rarely ring. Um, but I just like the other ones because there's a lot going on. It's like yeah. a little more excitement in the bells. And it's the one with San Agnese in Piazza Navona, it was it was right after the lockdown. I mean, I'd heard the bells before, but I was sitting there and there were just a few people out in the square walking by. And when the bells started ringing, like people stopped and looked 
And I was like, oh, that's the kind of bell I like. Oh, yeah. It gets people to just stop and look. I like it. Okay, I've written down other ideas here. Favorite, we already, we talked about this before we started recording. Favorite fountain. Favorite fountain. So fountains uh, in Rome, obviously, Rome's kind of known for fountains. There are tons and t- like thousands of fountains probably because there are fountains in piazzas. There are also the little drinking fountains where water's coming out. We've talked about this before on the podcast because mountain doesn't drink water out of them. Um, so there's the little drinking fountains. So there's just tons and tons of fountains. And so favorite fountain. Well, if it's the drinking fountain, it's going to be the fountain of the tiara, which is just oh, to the right of St. Peter's. And mostly because we did a wedding picture there, Christina and I, right after we met the Pope and she was in her wedding dress and it was kind of raining and we were just walking around and we stopped by that fountain and somebody offered to take our picture. And so it's just kind of a cool picture. I'm wearing a suit and a hat and holding an umbrella and she's in her wedding dress. And then we recreated the picture when we took Amelia when she was first born. So that's kind of, I guess, a sentimental fountain. That's awesome. um, but like big artsy kind of fountain, it would be uh, the Trevi. Really? Yeah, just because it's, I don't know, it's, it's, I think it lives up to all the hype. Like when you go there and it's so loud and people are having a great time and taking pictures. Um, so not so much for the, the art involved in it. Yeah. It's just because it's so big. I just feel like, that's one of those things that is very touristy, but kind of lives up to it. Hmm. I, I do like how it's just like at the end of this little street. It's very, it's very Roman in that you never know when you turn a corner what's going to be there. And so if you've never been to Rome, you're kind of walking down this crowded street and trying not to get hit by a Vespa. And then all of a sudden there's the Trevi. And I like that hidden yeah, and I like that when you're walking on those tight little roads, as you get closer and closer, the water gets louder and louder. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'm just going to go with the Trevi. Okay. Um, if we talk about drinking fountains, my favorite fountain to get water from is the pine cone fountain in Piazza Venezia near the Church of San Marco, because I think the water tastes the best and is always cold. Um, the I really do, I like the Tiara fountain too, but... I also really like, I have lots of favorite drinking fountains. I also really like the one by San Eustachio and San Evo. Mm. And it's a deer head with books. And I think that's really cool. So I like finding that one. There's also this really cool one of a man holding a barrel. And the water's coming out of the barrel. And I forget yeah. where that is. Off that's, the Corso, maybe? Yeah, it's kind of on the way to Abruzzi from the Pantheon area. Okay, yeah. But my favorite artsy fountain is the Turtle Fountain. Um, it's tucked away in a little piazza and there are these little turtles. They've replaced all the turtles now because it's actually done by someone famous that I should know. So the turtles are all in a museum somewhere, but I love it. There's all these little turtles and they're perched on the fountain. I like the turtle fountain and it's kind of hard to find. It's sort of on your way to the Jewish ghetto. It's kind of like, so it's, it's kind of a treasure hunt to find it. Yeah. You stumble upon it. It's in this creepy movie with Jude law. Um, Hmm. I forget the creepy movie. The Talented Mr. Ripley. It's in that movie. Oh, that is a creepy movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice I watched scenery, it only though. to see the turtle fountain. Yeah. yeah. It takes place in Venice and Rome. Yeah. Mm. It might not... The fountain might not even be in the movie, but the street that he lived on is right by the turtle fountain. Hmm. I'm going to have to watch it again. So, it's creepy. Creepy movie. <laughs> um, okay. So, that favorite fountain. What about favorite piazza? Favorite piazza... Um, hmm. That's uh, it's, it's kind of a toss up between St. Peter's and Piazza Navona. Yeah. Um, For different I guess reasons. If probably? I could only pick one, I think the people watching is better in Piazza Navona, but mm. it's really hard to beat like looking at St. Peter's and the Piazza. Although looking at all the churches, uh, St. Agnes and then all the buildings around Piazza Navona at sunset or sunrise is even better because that's when the sun is hitting the church. 
Uh, I'm going to go with Piazza Navona. I'm picking like all the biggies, like no surprise. The, the <laughs> like Pieta if you've been to Rome once or twice, you pick the same things. <laughs> Mountain's actually never been to Rome, so he's just picking the things he read about. I'm just about flipping through a calendar like <laughs> here, a Rome calendar. Trevi Fountain. Um, I don't know my favorite Piazza, but I think I'd say St. Peter's. It's really hard. They're just very different. The experience in St. Peter's. Yeah is different than Piazza Navona. Yeah. Um, I've never been a big fan of Piazza del Popolo. Nah. I'm trying to think of other piazzas or Campo di Fiori. Nah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my least favorite is Piazza Venezia because I had to cross it every day to go to class and I almost died every day. Yeah, I wouldn't even, cons- I mean, I know it's called Piazza. It's not really a piazza. Yeah. It's more like a driving piazza. they stop piazza. the traffic. Yeah. yeah. So... What you just said reminded me of what I thought of earlier to ask uh-huh. you. What's your favorite time in Rome, time of day to be out and about? Uh, early morning. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Late night's fun. Like evening, like your mm-hmm. stroll before dinner. Right. Um, or after dinner. But early morning is so lovely. Yeah, I like to get out early, like... 5.30 or 6, and then be somewhere when the bells ring. Because all the bells start ringing at 7. And um, one of my favorite place to end up is, and I guess this would be a lead into another favorite, like favorite place to watch the sunrise or sunset. Mm. Mine would be the overlook of um, the Forum, the Roman Forum. Oh, wow. For the sunset. Yeah. Sunrise. Or, the, or sunrise, yeah. And wow. from there at sunrise, you can hear so many bells. You can hear St. Mary Major. You can hear uh, uh, St. Francis of Rome, that church that's in the forum. And so you're just surrounded by all these bells. And it's it's nice to like pick them out like, oh, that's that church. That's this church. Um, but the way the sun rises, it starts to hit all the old stuff that's in the forum. It's just beautiful. And there's all these really long shadows and you can find long shadows everywhere, but it's cool when it's like a long column or something like that. But I also really like sunset there because kind of the same reason, like the golden hour, the blue hour, it's just, it's, it's like all of Rome in one place, old stuff. You can see churches, you can hear bells, you've got that Roman blue sky and I mean, I've mentioned it before, like the old stuff isn't my favorite. Like I'm not somebody that is all excited about going to the Colosseum or something, but I do love seeing all the old stuff and just thinking about what life was like back then. And so I think that's a good place to do it. I would, yeah, I've never been there for sunrise. Um, I think so often on a pilgrimage, I, I love early morning. It's my favorite time. It's nothing like seeing the city before the rest of the city wakes up. Um, But I don't have a lot of self-discipline on a pilgrimage and I'll go to bed late and then I won't want to wake up early. And um, so I was going to say in the September pilgrimage, I am going to have an optional walk for anybody who wants to go to the forum one morning to see the sunrise. Wouldn't that be Hmm, fun? That would be great. It's funny because like one of the things I love about early mornings in Rome is that you're alone and (laughs) So well, at you're first alone I was like, with, you'll be alone maybe with I shouldn't people. say this because then people will come with me. <laughs> no. But I'm going to, yeah. that. So, I mean, how many people are going to wake up that early? But I think one day all of them. I will offer that we could all go on a walk. Anybody who wants to go on a walk. You'd have to wake up pretty early. Yeah. So that would be fun. Yeah. And then after a good early morning walk, it's nice to have a good early morning cappuccino. Ooh. Do you have a favorite I'm, cafe? So that's really hard um, because it depends on the drink. But so I was never a huge coffee drinker when I lived there. Um, sentimentally, my favorite cafe would be the cafe at the Angelicum because that's where we would get our cafe in the middle of the day. Um, I know you're, I know what you're going to say. Um, I think my dream someday would be a reg to be a regular someplace. And so my favorite place would be like this, the, the corner cafe where I'd go every morning and they would begin mm-hmm. to recognize me rather than like a well-known place. Um, so I don't think I have a favorite. 
I have a favorite place to get certain drinks, but I don't think I have a favorite place in general. Yeah. My favorite, um, when we first moved over for the first couple of years, I guess for about three years, we were around the corner from Forno Feliciani, which is a couple blocks behind the entrance to the Vatican Museum. And that would be like the corner cafe where they all knew me and, you know, walking in, they get your coffee ready. They know what pastry you want. And, um, so that was, that was my favorite for a long time. They feed you well at aperitivi hour too. They I like do. that place for five aperitivi. euro. You get tons of food and really strong awesome. aperol and it's just a nice little place. Um, but what you're thinking, I would say is Santustachio, I'm sure. And that's, that's new just within the last year. Like I've yeah. taken people there on day pilgrimages for walking by and there's always a line and just because it's an, very popular and there's the novelty of this is a cafe that's been here for it's like 80 years, hundred years. I don't remember, but it was never my favorite um, until things started to reopen in Rome and I would go out and that was one of the free, few places that was open when I was doing my morning walks and there was no line to get in. And then I started talking to the owner and his daughter and getting to know them. And so now I really enjoy it as kind of my, kind of my corner cafe, even though it's not that close to me, it's by the Pantheon and by the Vatican. And even though it's a very popular spot, that's where everybody goes to take their Instagram photos and pose with their coffee just so, but in the end, it really is just a corner cafe for people. There's a lot of government buildings. So you get a lot of guys just going to work there and getting their morning coffee and their pastry. Um, so it kind of feels like both to me, like a fancy cafe and a locals only cafe. But another one I really like is Faro. And that one is close to, it's more like by Termini. Um, hmm. So it's not a place that I go to very often, but they have very, very good coffee. And sometimes they have the barista from Dita Artigianale in Florence, which you and I have talked about before. That's that's mm-hmm. like my favorite coffee anywhere. Um, so it's one of those kind of cafes, like high-end coffee, very fancy pants coffee. <laughs> um, so I like that one too, but I've only been there like maybe three or four times. They definitely don't know me. It doesn't feel like home when I go there. It's just a place that probably has the best coffee in Rome, I think. I like it. I love yeah. it. I yeah. I knew that's why you were going to see San Eustachio, and I love how, you know, for many of these things you've said very obvious answers, <laughs> which is hilarious, yeah. but not for obvious reasons, and right. that's what I really appreciate. Um, and so that fit right into the mold of, of course, that's what you're going to say, but um, but you said it for a really touching reason, and I I liked that. Maybe we should do another episode where it's our favorite things, but it can't be anything that anyone's ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love this. I love this. Um, so after Piazza, I was going to ask you your favorite pizza. Favorite pizza. Or favorite, uh, I guess, place By the to have slice pizza. or? Oh. Um, either or. So if it's the by the slice, there's a place just off Borgo Pio. I don't even know if it has a name. It's just outside it says pizza. pizza. <laughs> yeah. And... That's really good. And that's another place like they know us, especially Christina, because she goes there almost every day for a soupli. And so if he good. sees her, like with the souplis, they make them they just small batches, like maybe four or five at a time. And so if he sees her like outside waiting to come in, he'll like put one aside for her nice. or he'll ask her like while she's still outside, like how many? And so I like that, I like that feeling, but it's a really very small place. Like even in normal times, only five or six people could fit inside. And he just has a few different slices of pizza you can get. Um, But if it's sit down pizza, hmm, I really like Polese's pizza. Uh, If it's pizza to go, though, I like the pizza from Amalfi. That's more Naples style pizza. Mm. And that's another thing that we discovered post-pandemic or kind of during the pandemic because that was one of the first places that reopened um, for takeout and delivery. So Is that in Borgo Pio area? Right? It's, it's just past Piazza Resorgimento. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. How about um, you? For the slice, um, there's a place, I don't know if it's as good as I remember, but there's a place on Largo, Argentina, um, Pizza Florida, Florida, Pizza Florida. <laughs> and we would get that on the way to class a lot. Um, there are a couple little neighborhood places near where I used to live. Um, out by the Cornelia Metro stop, there was a place called Popies, <laughs> P-O-P-I. Mm. And we loved Popies and that was takeaway. It was so good. Um, I'm sure if I went there now, I'd be like, why was I so excited about this place? Um, sit down. I really love Palaise too. I remember we rarely get pizza when we take groups to Palaise. So I remember you mentioning how much you loved the pizza at Palaise. And I'm like, I've never had pizza at Palaise. And so we went one time for lunch and we were going back for dinner that night. So that was a, that was a fun day because we went yeah. to lunch and dinner at Palaise. Um, so I liked Palaise. And there's also a place near Piazza Navona called Focaccia and La Focaccia. And I remember really liking their pizza. Somebody I know only been there went once. there recently. Oh, and I'd I'd heard of it. Maybe I'd heard of it from you. I've yeah, it's by um, Santa Maria della Pace. Yeah, yeah. Which Santa Maria della Pace might be my favorite hidden coffee shop. Like I don't know, I don't necessarily know if I would go back there for coffee. But when I studied in Rome, it was very hard to find a place to study during the day. And Santa Maria della Pace has a museum to Bramante. And in the museum, they have a coffee shop and you can sit in the coffee shop. And so we would sit and study. Um, so kind of a random coffee shop that I'm not going to rate it for its coffee necessarily, mm. but for its Wi-Fi, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, favorite restaurant? Man, that's hard. Um, that's so hard because like different things for different. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, I don't even know if I can narrow that down i mean i really love um i can never say it but archetto archetto mm -hmm. um for its pasta but we haven't been there in years and years i really i love palaise um, i'm grateful that you introduced me to palaise my yeah, favorite is probably pizza island mm, i could see that it feels like like i feel like family at palaise but at pizza island it's Every single person in there comes and says hello, and they have such a big menu with pizza. And that's one of my favorite takeout pizza places, too. I don't usually get pizza if I go to sit. Um, but they have really good steak, and they have the good pastas. And, I mean, if, of course, I love Abruzzi. I love Palese. Those are my top three restaurants. But I think if, I mean, I go to pizza island all the time so yeah yeah that would be my favorite what are the kind of favorites any other favorites we can talk about where so i won't have an answer to this i don't think but where is your favorite location to do tipsy tuesday oh um okay so i mean there's a lot to take into account for that question yeah right now my favorite is the mosquito Mm. Zanzara. Um, they have really good food. The drinks are great. The people are really nice. And it's all like locals. I mean, I guess most of these bars are locals, but it's um it's just it's it's fun. It's a fun place. Uh favorite rooftop bar to do Tipsy Tuesday mm. would be the one over Piazza Navona where we went that time really yeah huh you don't you don't think you don't like i really loved it bar? i loved it and i would go back in a heartbeat i loved that place i wouldn't have thought it was your favorite for tipsy tuesday because of the music and the people and i thought it would be difficult to do tipsy tuesday there i've done three from there yeah the first time it was the music. yeah i always complain about the music <laughs> that's i've come to learn that like pretty much everywhere the music's too loud maybe i'm old <laughs> turn that music down um but no, I think I like up there because you have such a great view. There's another yeah. one near the Vatican that has a good rooftop view, but um, I have that same view from my apartment, so I'm not yeah. as impressed with that. And the one by the Forum was nice. That one was nice, but I that did nice. not like my drink. Oh, that's too bad. It was very boring. Well, I don't remember yeah. what I got. Something lemony, maybe? 
but everybody else had these fancy like frou-frou looking drinks and mine was just a tall skinny glass with mm. like a yellowish i think it was lemon maybe it was ginger i don't know or maybe it was a hugo but yeah i wasn't happy with my drink but it did have a really nice view overall the old stuff which i said yeah. i liked and you sacrificially like face something really boring like a wall so that we could all see the old stuff I all right I, I always try to do that when there's a view yeah yeah. Which I look ridiculous to the people that are there. Like, why is that guy facing us? <laughs> Everyone's facing you. <laughs> yeah, and everybody's looking at me. That's <laughs> yeah. not awkward uh, at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I guess the other favorite for Tipsy Tuesday would be um, Fiorentina. So oh, I, I went yeah. there a few times. They have really good drinks, and that's a fun place too. But it's a little further out. We had our first business meeting there. We did? Yeah, oh. we did. Was I there? <laughs> I don't remember this. <laughs> yeah, we had a business meeting. Hmm. What else? Favorite? I mean, we've covered a lot. Who's your favorite pope living in Rome? <laughs> <laughs> Not answering that question. There's only no, one pope. I just think it's Rome. funny that oh. we have two popes. There's only one. Yeah, I know. I know. I just thought um, it would add a Where's your favorite altar to have mass at St. Peter's if you were allowed to have mass at any of the altars? Not you personally, you uh, can't have mass, but um, where's your favorite mass to have, where's your favorite altar to have a private mass at St. Peter's if it were allowed? My favorite one that, like visually my favorite would be uh, Leo the Great. So that's the one that's Ooh. like the statue coming out of the wall where, yeah. where he's... Who's he confronting? Attila, Attila the, Hun? the Hun? Yeah. yeah. And Peter and Paul are there, like, coming down yeah, from the sky. I've barely even been back there. That'd be yeah. awesome to have mass there. Yeah, it's really cool. It's especially cool when the priest wears red for, like, the visuals. Because it's, like, this white marble, and then you've got the red vestments, and it really pops. So I've got some good pictures awesome. of that. Wow. Um, I think I've yeah. only been back there once to that part of the Basilica. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because it's always blocked off. And I also enjoyed the, the St. Michael altar. That would be the Latin Mass. My favorite time there would be on All Souls Day when he's wearing the black vestments. Ooh, yeah. Because that looks really good against the, the mosaic of St. Michael. So those yeah. would be my two. And those are both wow. places that are harder to get to. Yeah, I've never gone to Mass on either altar. How about you? Um, the favorite place that I've gone to Mass would be the altar directly under St. Peter's, right by the tomb. Um, so I think that would be my favorite, favorite. Oh, I thought but you then, said upstairs. Oh, maybe. Did I say upstairs? Okay, if I have to say upstairs, I would say JP2. And I was actually at the very first mass celebrated at the altar of JP2 on his very first feast day when he was beatified. So when he was beatified, we could only celebrate his mass, his um, feast liturgically in Poland and Rome. So my friend Megan and I were like, well, let's go to Rome so we can celebrate his feast day. So we flew to Rome just for JP2's, I mean, we were there longer than the day, but we were there for JP2's feast day. And we got to go to the very, 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 very first mass celebrated on his tomb on his very, very, very first feast day. Is that when you almost met me? That is when I almost met oh. you. Yeah, but I had no idea who you were. Oh, I had but no we idea were in the basilica were. together. <laughs> but you were talking we were to someone that was with me, and then I found that out. I wasn't later. talking. Oh, you just saw him. I just saw him and recognized him, and, and but never talked to him. And then you've, okay. Yeah. He was we more recognizable could, than you were. We could have started this podcast like 10 years ago. Could have. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that would be upstairs would be JP2 and downstairs would be the pet, the Petrine. I would right. love to have, is that what it's called? Why can't Clementine Chapel. Clementine. Oh, my gosh. You know how like you have like complete yeah. brain yeah. freeze, but it's more embarrassing when it's on the podcast. Yeah. Um, I love the Clementine Chapel because you're between Peter and Pius XII. And I love Pius XII. Um, I always said that if my, if I ever entered the convent, my name would be Sister Maria Pacelli or Sister Maria Eugene after him. Um, and I love the fact that you're that close to, to his tomb as well. 
Favorite Italian soccer player? I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we didn't even talk about the fact that Rome went Italy won. Italy won. That I picked a great time to come to America and yeah. miss all the excitement. It sounded like they didn't celebrate very long, though. And when I was there, they celebrated for like a week. So I'm kind of disappointed. Well, there was the dancing in the fountains all night. And then. Yeah, they did that for a the... week when Rome won the Italian Cup. They did it for a week. It closed the city. So not favorite soccer player, although Forza Italia. Good job, guys. We're happy you won. Well, I'm happy you won. Um, hmm. I feel like we're missing something kind of obvious. but Probably. Well. We're going to end on this, like with not... <laughs> we, we, <laughs> favorite... Do you have a favorite experience that happened in Rome? I mean, Maybe the Benedict, election of a pope? Yeah, Benedict yeah. getting elected in 05. Yeah, um, that's probably mine too, just because, not Benedict, but when Pope Francis was elected, just because it's yeah. such a great time to be in Rome during a conclave and experience all that. History. I mean, there haven't been that many in the grand scheme mm-hmm. of things. And both of us, your trip was planned beforehand, right? Yes. Yeah. So both of us kind of not lucked into it because I, I think it was actually God's providence, but we didn't plan on being there for a conclave. And so it's pretty, that was amazing. Yeah. That's still a boring thing to end on. Yeah. I, I don't know what else to do though. I was going to say like favorite Irish pub in honor of column, but I don't think I have one. I don't have one. I mean, I've, I've only, been to, several, I've only but... been to one. Really? Yeah, the Abbey the Theater. One, yeah, and just one time, yeah. and I wasn't oh. impressed. Scholars Lounge was fun. It's Never on been. by the Jesu. Yeah, and then there was another one down a side street by um, by Chiesa Nuova, where my friends actually got a like gig to play live music, and we would go down and listen to them. Why are we honoring Column? We don't honor I anybody. Tra- else. I was trying to think of like all these <laughs> things. Like he's an Irishman. He always finds the Irish pubs. Mm. What's your favorite pasta in honor of your wife? What's your favorite pasta to eat? How's that? How's that Christina honor my makes wife? Pasta. Because she makes really good <laughs> Italian pasta. Oh, favorite of your pasta cooking classes. to eat? Well, I guess it's carbonara from Abruzzi, but not in the summer. It's too hot. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Um, there was a cacio e pepe I had from Tre Pupazzi, which is on Borgo Pio. Ooh, they have good cacio e pepe. And I have not been in probably six years. So really? maybe I should try that again. Yeah. It's I'll like go there. Right yeah, by but I don't, I don't go there. Oh. They had some attitude once. Oh. And if, if people give me attitude, I don't go back. They had a really handsome waiter that worked there once. I don't know. He was very handsome. That's a fun place. I liked that place, but I'm sorry they gave you attitude. Well, That's the just... first time I had a Verna, I think. I think the waiter gave me a Verna for my after-dinner drink. They just didn't like that we weren't ordering eight courses. Oh, I hate when, yeah. Okay. Um, well, anticlimactic yeah, I ending. I well, I like, I, like uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was a fun episode, though. I like I like the favorites. Yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to everyone who gave us ideas, really. I appreciated them all. Okay. Well, I guess we will end on that note. <laughs> okay. If you can't think of another favorite. Yeah, I can't but... think of any other favorites. Let's see. Piazza okay. Bells, churches. We didn't do relics. Your favorite relic? Ooh, that's a good one. Let's end on yeah. that. Um, well, I mean, it's hard to avoid the, like, how can you not say the passion? Because mm-hmm. how do you, like, pick something over How about, a like, Jesus bone relic? relic? Something that's a um, bone relic or a body. I think I'd say the foot of Mary Magdalene, because I love oh, the fact that it was the first yeah. foot into the tomb. Uh, I would have said that, too. Can I think of something else? Hmm... Bones. Or the incorrupt or the bones non incorrupt body of Francis of Rome. That's pretty awesome too. Yeah. That's probably one of the best tombs. She's awesome. Yeah. For those that don't know, she's 
a skeleton in a glass coffin reading a book or it's with some shoes. Kind of prayer thing. She has little yeah, shoes with, on. With little shoes on. And it's in her church downstairs. So you have to like know where you're going. And it's just, I, don't know, I, I like posed bodies that are. And she that, is the yeah. best. Her story. We should do a whole podcast just on her. Her story's awesome. So. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Do you have a favorite yearly thing? Speaking of her. Oh. Um, I want to say when they open her house on her feast day, but I didn't get to do it because they were closing for Reposo. But you took me virtually through the, a couple years later. Um, a yearly tradition. I like that. I'd probably have to think. About I, it. There's there's one that I've always wanted to go to. It's, uh, I don't even know what it is. St. Philip Neri celebrated a mass in this tiny chapel and it's only open one day a year but i miss it every year because i forget or this year there was the the last two years there was the pandemic i think it's on my calendar now but well, that's, that's cool. something i'd like to do i like when they dress the chair uh they dress saint oh, peter yeah. up investments yeah. twice a year i like that for chair yeah. of peter and the feast of saint peter they should do that with paul do they do that with him like that statue yeah. in the piazza, they should put some clothes on him. It'd <laughs> be enormous. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of neat yearly things, like the crazy thing in the cemetery or in the, on the island with the dead people. Ooh, yeah. All Souls Day. That. The flower petals on Feasts of yeah. Mary Major. The rose petals and the pantheon on Pentecost. Romans are really good at yearly act, like yearly traditions, mm -hmm. processions, yeah. and yeah, good job, Rome. Bravo. Okay. Well, on that note, <laughs> thanks All for right, listening, Joni. guys. Thanks for listening, listeners. Be sure to share. Um, you know, this week would be a great time to share with your friends and say, "This is my favorite podcast," and you yeah. all should enjoy it. So. Please share us with your friends. Like, we haven't asked you in a long time, but no. comment on, you know, Apple Podcasts if you want to, rate us, all that good stuff. Yeah, but tell people. Yeah. I see people tell people about other podcasts. Why not ours? I know. Yeah. So go tweet Hey, Instagram guys, did you listen to the podcast Facebook. today? It was my favorite. Mountain said he doesn't like the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> then he said there were two popes. <laughs> Yeah, the possibilities are endless. <laughs> uh, All right, okay. people. Thanks for listening. Thanks, listeners. Talk to you next week. Ciao. Ciao, ciao, ciao.